Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. Uh, so yesterday we were telling you about this uh, horrific story out of Georgia where this uh, young uh, female college student murdered uh, allegedly by an illegal alien from Venezuela. And, and we played the audio that showed how this guy had other crimes, including the crime of uh, breaking into this country illegally, right? And then he committed other crimes. Uh, apparently, he, what, he got arrested in New York City, but then New York City did what liberal uh, Democrat-run cities are doing, which is they put the criminal right back out on the streets. And 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 then he commits this uh, uh, alleged and then he allegedly commits this murder of this uh, young female college student uh, down in Georgia. And then we told you about how, you know, the liberal Associated Press did a big story about the concerns of female athletes running solo and completely ignored uh, the fact that she was murdered by an illegal alien. And then they. They included other stories of, of women who've been murdered while, while running solo, including um, a young woman in Iowa who also was murdered by an illegal alien. But they had to exclude the illegal alien reference there as well. Uh, unbelievable. Ashley St. Clair uh, shares more information via X on this story as well. Not only uh, not only was the uh, uh, the murder suspect an illegal alien who committed other crimes in America and was put back out on the streets, uh, but uh, his brother apparently is here illegally and uh, enjoys committing crimes as well. Ashley St. Clair shared this. Just when you think it can't get any crazier, the brother of the illegal immigrant who murdered Lake and Riley also entered the country illegally. He assaulted a Border Patrol agent and then got off by claiming it was epilepsy. Uh, I mean, the hand and arm motions I'm doing right now. Uh, like, what is it? Was he slapped? Oh, no, no, that was just an ep. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, I wasn't punching the Border Patrol agent repeatedly. I was just in, uh, I was having an epileptic seizure. Oh, for Pete's sake. He assaults a Border Patrol agent and then got off by claiming it was epilepsy. I would love to talk to that Border Patrol agent because I will guarantee you that Border Patrol agent knew it was BS. Everybody and their mother knew it was BS, but yet some liberal bureaucrat says, no, he claimed it was epilepsy. We got to let him go, you know. My goodness. He got arrested three other times in Georgia, and he's still here in the United States. This is the perfect example of Joe Biden and John Tester's open border policies and the invasion they are allowing to incur, the invasion they are encouraging to occur in this country. Um, the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, liberal Senator John Tester wants to sweep that all under the rug. He's trying to let Mayorkas get off easy. I'll explain coming up right after this. Got a, a, a great response here from Jeremy Carl, a senior fellow with the Claremont Institute who lives in Bozeman. Uh, so I'll tell you about this political report and what Jeremy Carl has to say about it next. Here is your Montana news. A young man from Columbia Falls has been murdered in his dorm room in Kentucky. Josiah Kilman, age 18, was an all-class wrestler and soccer team captain. 
His unresponsive body was discovered Friday in his room at Campbellsville University. Fire and police delivered Kilman to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. A preliminary autopsy determined cause of death by strangulation. Color 8 reports that another student, 21-year-old Charles Escalera, is held as a person of interest in this homicide. A pedestrian was struck and killed when they tried to cross Highway 93 in Missoula. This accident happened shortly after midnight on Monday. Nick Christensen with KGVO reports the walker had just entered the crosswalk on Blue Mountain Road in front of a northbound vehicle. The driver was not able to avoid colliding with the pedestrian. 911 received the call from the driver themselves. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. For today, a winter weather advisory early on for Billings. Still could have some lingering light snow and patchy blowing snow for today with high temperatures reaching into the lower 20s. Then for tonight, patchy blowing snow in the evening, lows in the upper single digits to lower teens. Upper 30s for highs for Bozeman Wednesday, mid 40s for Billings. And that's a look at your real weather on Montana Talks. I'm weatherology meteorologist Michael Caro. All right, to all our wool grower friends out there, those of you, you know, uh, herding sheep, have you seen the Ed Sheeran video? You guys know the famous artist Ed Sheeran. Somebody, this guy is like a Photoshop genius. He did an Ed Sheeran video, and it's Ed Sheeran singing along while he shears the sheep. Anyway, it's pretty funny, so I thought, what the heck? Let's throw it on our Montana Talks website for our wool grower friends. And then, hey, let's check in on what's going on with the wool growers. Go to MontanaTalks.com for that and more. I love this song. I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, well, I do have some good news to report this morning. Crime is going down. That's right. I have good news to share with you. If you live in Venezuela, that's right. Crime is going down in Venezuela. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. Uh, Brian Sullivan uh, with CNBC. Uh, Venezuela getting safer as criminals... Single men and gangs flee to other countries. Uh, customs, and, by the way, U.S. Customs and Border uh, uh, Protection reports over 500,000 encounters with Venezuelan nationals since 2021. Nearly all are single male travelers. Whole bunch of military aged dudes heading north. But yeah, the crime's going down in Venezuela. My goodness. Uh, so Politico had this report here. This was a report by Burgess Everett with Politico. Senator John Tester joins Senator Manchin in saying he would vote to dismiss Mayorkas impeachment. So Homeland Security Secretary uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is allowing this invasion to take place, is allowing the, uh, our country to be invaded right now. That's why he was impeached by the, the U.S. House of Representatives. Once he's impeached, though, then it has to go to the U.S. Senate for conviction and removal. Liberal Senator John Tester 
is is already saying he hasn't even had the evidence laid out in front of him, although there's enough evidence already. Right. And, and liberal Senator John Tester is already saying that he is going to uh, to let Mayorkas off the hook. It's yet another reminder that John Tester doesn't care that John Tester actually supports this invasion going on on our southern border. And that's why he will refuse to hold uh, Mayorkas accountable. And so uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, we've got a response here from Jeremy Carl. And I know I printed it up here somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. No surprise, considering that flip-flop flat-top tester has been a disaster on the border and is now trying to hide that fact from his fellow Montanans as the election uh, approaches. So so what, what Jeremy Carl was referring to there uh, with his post uh, via Twitter, via X, he was making the point that uh, he was responding to the other angle, which is not only will, will John Tester uh, pro- vote to keep Mayorkas in place as Homeland Security Secretary, and, and he won't vote to remove him, but but John Tester is also trying to, to undermine the entire process. He doesn't want to have a full uh, impeachment trial process in the United States Senate. So uh, so he is also trying to trying to downplay it. See, because what John Tester doesn't want, he doesn't want this to become, uh, uh, you know, major news day in, day out and, and make it a bigger story. John Tester wants to brush, sweep this all under the rug because it will highlight the fact that John Tester is an open borders candidate, which is, of course, the opposite of everything he's lying about in his campaign commercials right now. Uh, in fact, we had some messages on our Montana Talks app that came in. Uh, well, one came in earlier this morning. This was from Terry in Kalispell. When I hear the John Tester ad where he says, quote, it's time to take America back uh, from whom him? What a crock. That was from Terry in Kalispell. Let's see. Uh, There was another one here that ties in with this conversation. Oh, Kestrel in Billings. Aaron, the reason all the illegals are here is Americans aren't mad enough yet. That's probably a good point there. Uh, Let's see. Anton and Billings said this. Good morning, Aaron. We were told the adults were back in charge. What they really meant to say is the adults are out of town and we have the credit card. That's from Anton and Billings. That was a good message there as well. Uh, Let's see. Russ and Billings messaged us. If you watched Jesse Waters last night, you cannot disagree with the fact that the requirements for becoming a U.S. citizen absolutely must change. I missed uh, Waters last night. I had an orchestra concert for one of my kids to attend. Great concert, by the way. Great music teachers. Uh, hats off to Mr. Hennessy and the crew at the at, uh, at uh, the Ben Steele Middle School. What an incredible, uh, incredible outfit they run and incredible teachers and students and parents and everything. But, th- but anyway, so I missed Jesse Waters last night. So what what was it, Russ, about about uh, Jesse Waters' program that stood out to you. Send us another message because I'd love to get your readout on that one. Okay, back to the story about Senator John Tester saying that he would vote to dismiss the impeachment of Mayorkas. 
Navy SEAL veteran and Republican U.S. Senate candidate, aerial firefighter. Should I go through his whole bio for you? <laughs> no, don't worry, I won't do that. Anyway, Tim Sheehy, he says this, What a disgrace. John Tester wants to let Mayorkas off the hook for enabling an invasion at the border and abandoning his responsibility to protect the homeland. Enough is enough with Tester's bogus excuses for his insane open border agenda that is killing Americans and devastating communities across Montana and the country. Democrats will never hold Democrats accountable. It's time for we, the people, to stand up and remind Washington what it is to have service, sacrifice, and accountability at the center of your mission. And then, of course, he used the hashtag retire tester. All right, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Or you can message us on the Montana Talks app. Uh, if you got something uh, you want to say, you got something you want to talk about, or you want to react to something uh, I've said or or one of our uh, listeners have, have said thus far. All right, what do we talk about next? Man, we've got a bunch of options. We've got a bunch of options. Oh, uh, speaking of the border, new polling came out. How did I not mention this one yet? A majority of, of Americans are saying, build that wall. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. A bearish cattle on feed report was released this past Friday by USDA. To break down the numbers, here's Shale Shagum, USDA livestock analyst. The number of cattle on feed on February 1st was just under 11.8 million head, which was just about 40,000 head above uh, 2023. Uh, during January, approximately 1.8 million head of cattle were placed in feedlots, which was about 7% below a year ago. Uh, during January, the number of cattle marketed from feedlots was about 1.8 million head, about unchanged from a year ago. However, uh, we did have one extra slaughter day in January. So if you make the comparison on uh, on a per day basis, marketing is roughly about 5% below a year ago. But livestock analysts are saying though the numbers on paper are having a bearish tone, especially for placements when comparing feeder and stocker cattle summary data released by USDA every week. Things just aren't adding up when comparing data from 2023 to 2024 and that USDA may have got it wrong on the placement data. I'm Lane North Blonde. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I got a couple of polling stories in front of me here. Let's see. First one, this is from uh, this is from thefederalist.com. A new Gallup poll shows that Biden's border invasion is America's number one worry. The number one worry of Americans is the Biden let, let me clarify this. The Biden tester Border invasion is Americans' number one worry. Voters are clearly blaming President Joe Biden and his band of leftists for the invasion that the nation has endured over the past three years. Uh, let's see. The significant majority of Americans deeply concerned about illegal immigration surpasses the previous high 
of 50% that was recorded back in 2004, according uh, to Gallup. Uh, so that's the Gallup poll. Apparently, this is another poll, though. I was thinking that both of these headlines were the same story, but this is another poll with similar results. Here's the big one that they were talking about on Fox & Friends earlier this morning. The Daily Caller com has this the majority of u.s citizens now support building a border wall according to a poll from monmouth university uh, released yesterday monmouth university has been surveying public attitudes toward building a wall at the southern border since 2015 when former president donald trump made it an integral part of his campaign Support for the wall has swelled from a reported low point of 35% during the Trump administration to now 53% uh, supporting building that wall. Uh, DailyCaller.com again has that story. Speaking of polls, uh, Senator John Kennedy out of Louisiana was on with Hannity last night. Uh, sounds like he had some uh, funny one-liners as expected. I did not think that President Obama was a, a very good president. But uh, compared to President uh, Biden, President Obama just shoplifted. Uh, president Biden stole the whole bank. President Biden's inflation not only hurts people, but it hurts businesses. Um, shrinkflation exists when a business has to needs to raise its prices because its costs have gone up as a result of inflation. But it's scared to raise its prices because it's scared people won't buy its product. So it saves money by making a smaller product. Um, Unless you were, were homeschooled by a day drinker, you can see that shrinkflation and inflation are just different sides of the same coin. And, and any economist, any reputable economist who didn't get his degree from Costco will tell you that President Biden's economic policies caused both inflation and shrinkflation. Now, I don't, I don't hate anyone, and that includes President Biden. But when he tries to blame shrinkflation and inflation on small business people, you have to, to consider the source. Um, so, so much of the attention right now is on President Biden's age. And it's true that it takes longer than a trip to Jupiter uh, for him to walk across the stage. But we can't lose sight of the fact that his economic policies have been almost every time reliably and dependably wrong. And his inflation is a cancer on the American dream. And the American people have figured it out. And that's why, if you believe the polls, the president is polling right up there with um, with chlamydia. He's <laughs> polling up there with what? What was that? Uh, anyway, Senator John Kennedy, that guy is hysterical. I, I wonder if he memorized that whole routine there. I mean, that was like one liner after one liner after one liner there from Senator John uh, Kennedy out of Louisiana. All right, let's see. Phone lines are open for you. Uh, if you call right now, 406-294-0970. We've got a guest coming up around 740. And then, of course, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. With us in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. And yeah, we'll see if he can stick around for the 9 o'clock hour as well. We may have another guest join us later on in the 9 o'clock hour. But uh, I think we can get at least an hour and a half, if not more, uh, with the Joker. But that's going to fly by, as it always does. Uh, 
Jay and Billings messaged us before the show even started earlier this morning. And oddly enough, it ties in with inflation, uh, illegal immigration and much more. Uh, so apparently there was an article in The New York Times on inflation and Trump that caught Jay's eye. Apparently, is this a quote from the story? Trump has also pledged to deport many undocumented immigrants, which could cause labor shortages that lift prices on food and other items. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah. Despite all the illegal aliens that have invaded this country in the past three years, somehow we've had this massive increase in inflation under Joe Biden and John Tester's government spending. But oh, if somehow we stop illegal immigration, that's going to cause inflation. Anyway, Jay says this. Is this ignorance acceptable journalism or is this twisted propaganda? Such idiocy on full display is pathetic. Without pay, I will swear the oath again and volunteer for the hunt. I want a mission uh, patch. Uh, there you go. All right, Jay, thanks for the, thanks for the message. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Negotiators working on a ceasefire deal in Gaza say they're not done yet, calling President Biden's optimism premature. Progress is being made on a deal to free hostages held by Hamas in Gaza for a sustained ceasefire that could be timed with the upcoming Muslim holy month of Ramadan, President Biden says. My hope is by next Monday we'll have a ceasefire. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The suspect in a Georgia nursing student's death accused of dragging her to a secluded area to conceal her death. Court documents showing the suspect who is an illegal immigrant from Venezuela is accused of disfiguring her skull. The White House now issuing a statement saying we would like to extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lakin Hope Riley. People should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law if they are found to be guilty. Fox's Brooks singing the Athens Georgia District Attorney is calling in a special prosecutor to try the case. America's listening to Fox News. Jay's message reminded me of something. I meant to leave myself a note. What story was that was I thinking of when this one, man, it was like, oh, dark 30 this morning. And of course, I still hadn't had my cup of coffee yet. But there was something that there was something that got me thinking about this. It, it was. So you remember you remember when when the covid-19 thing first started popping off and Trump wanted to ban travel from you know, the the COVID country of origin, in particular, the COVID province of origin. Uh, you know, he, he wanted to ban travel from from China, where the where the, the coronavirus was breaking out from. And and the same people that told us that, oh, it's racist, it's xenophobic if you don't allow people to travel from Wuhan, China into America because of the coronavirus are the same people that lectured you, that lectured us about why we couldn't travel certain places, about why we couldn't do certain things, about why our kids couldn't be in school, about why you couldn't watch your grandkids play sports. I, I'm wondering, but what triggered that that thought again, once again? I, I think it was, I think I was reading a story. I think it was another Federalist.com piece here. There's, there's, a, there's a Federalist.com piece. Here's how the media are lying right now. CNN's Ignorant Enough Black Voters Edition. So all of these black voters are are uh, abandoning Joe Biden. They're abandoning the Democrat Party. And the and the Democrats and CNN are trying to say, "Oh, don't they know Trump's a racist?" 
freaking morons. Don't they know Trump's a racist? What was it that Van Jones, the green energy czar under Barack Obama, had to say? He says, well, you know, this is there is this weird nostalgia. Well, under Trump, you know, pre-COVID, the economy was better. We got some criminal justice reform and some of the stimulus support was welcome. And, and so. So anyway, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Van Jones and some of these other uh, liberal commentators on CNN and elsewhere are trying to claim that, well, black people are just uh, they're just falling victim to Russian propaganda. They're blaming the Russians again. And, 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 and they're, they're trying to say, ah, the Republicans are racist. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute. I think that's what it was. I think that's what, what it was that triggered it. it was here is the, the same people that told that told you you can't block travel from the, the coronavirus province of origin in Wuhan or you're a racist. They were the same people that told black people they couldn't sit at a lunch counter in New York City unless they were vaxxed. Unless they, you know, potentially were, were willing to subject themselves to uh, myocarditis or, or uh, you, you name it, right? Even if they weren't at risk to COVID nineteen, and now they're trying to say, ah, oh, it's just they're they're racist. It's like, uh, I mean, it's just so great. I mean, even Snoop Dogg is endorsing Donald J. Trump now. What is Snoop Dogg a racist too? <laughs> I mean. Give me a break. All right, we've got a great guest coming up right after. I get a break right now. Right after this break, a great guest coming up. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, great to have Montana's United States Senator Steve Daines now with us uh, on the phone lines here this morning. Senator, always great to catch up with you. Thanks for being with us. Glad to join you, Aaron. Well, hey, you know, I was I was trying to think. It's like, man, you know, we talk about the southern border all the time. We talk about this illegal invasion on our southern border all the time. I was trying to think of some other things to talk about. But in reality, this is the the biggest issue right now. We have got to secure our southern border. So it's like, how do we talk about anything else, frankly? Well, Aaron, it is. It's a national security issue. This is not an immigration debate. This is a national security fight. And let's be very clear. This is a crisis that was created by Joe Biden. We all know the day he was inaugurated in January of 2021, he reversed policies that President Trump had put in place that were working. He stopped the border wall construction. He reversed the Remain in Mexico and eventually reversed the Title 42. These policies that took away the incentive to pay 5000 bucks to a Mexican cartel and have to come into our country and then be released. You know, I visited the southern border now four times. Each time I'm there, the Border Patrol agents tell me this is not going to be solved by throwing more money at it. This is going to be solved through leadership. Joe Biden has the tools in his toolbox to solve this problem. He needs to do it. This is an issue of the of the will, political will. He they want to see this invasion, Aaron. That that's that's I think what Montana see. And and let me say something else. Senate Democrats are complicit with this. Where is John Tester on this issue? I mean, they they, they say, well, we're trying to solve the problem. I wish John would go down to the White House, sit down with Joe Biden, and say, Joe. 
Would you please put in place the policy that Trump put in place and we can solve this problem? Well, he's he's had the power to do it for the last three years. He just uh, doesn't want to do it, just like he had the power to force the Keystone XL pipeline across the finish line. And John Tester voted against that when it mattered the most and, and never used his power to fight for things like the Keystone pipeline. I saw Peter Ducey w- was on with Hannity last night. Peter Ducey, the Fox News White House correspondent. So uh, uh, President Trump is planning a visit to the southern border. He was already planning a visit to the southern border this week and and then now all of a sudden joe biden is finally going to make a visit uh, to the southern border but he's going to go to the part where where the he's going to go away from the real action but peter ducey said this trip is an admission that that the democrats can't win without doing something on the border that the democrats have to make it look like they're doing something about the southern border well this reminds me what's going on in montana you we, we've seen this in in past history aaron as you get close, closer to election, Democrats start to look and sound more like Republicans. That's what's going on here with Joe Biden. Uh, he, he, he knows this is his number one issue, politically speaking now. See, he doesn't view this as a national security problem. He doesn't view this as an immigration problem. He views this now as a political problem. He's going to solve a political problem of his versus actually secure the southern border. That's the difference. Remember, who did he appoint as his czar of the southern border? Kamala Harris. Do we all have, have we forgotten a few years ago? He said Kamala Harris will be the czar on the southern border. She's going to get this thing fixed. Good grief! Uh, nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be seen. And and this this invasion that's occurring right now is happening as a direct result of Joe Biden's policies. And you're exactly right. This is another photo op for Joe Biden to go down there because he sees this as a political problem, not a national security problem. I wonder if John Tester is going to let uh, Joe borrow his flip-flops for the trip uh, since they're both uh, <laughs> pretending to flip-flop on this issue right now or not. Uh, there would be some pretty big flip-flops, though. They might need to find a different size or something there. But uh, and don't trip uh, over them either. Sometimes those things can be a little floppy. Uh, Senator Daines, you know, speaking of, of, of liberal Senator John Tester, I saw Politico reported a couple of things. One, Tester is saying that that he would not vote to convict and remove Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who was just impeached by the House of Representatives. And apparently he's going to try to sweep the whole impeachment trial under the rug so that we can't hold up because whether we convict and remove Mayorkas or not, he needs to be publicly held accountable for this invasion. And, and, and the trial would do that. But, but Tester wants to sweep that under the rug and, and protect Mayorkas. Well, he went on the record yesterday already saying that he would support Schumer's move to dismiss basically this this trial. That's what they're going to do. The Democrats want to sweep this under the rug. They don't want this to be talked about in Washington. They don't want to hold Mayorkas accountable. Look, the House now has impeached Mayorkas. That's a fact. Constitutionally, what happens next is the Senate becomes the jury. I become a jurist to hear the facts. To pre- the House will present their case. The jurist, the United States Senate, will decide whether or not he's removed from office or not. Well, I can I can guarantee you one thing. You know, given that John Tester is going to support Mayorkas and, and support what's happened there, uh, the American people will get the ultimate uh, uh, opportunity to fire Mayorkas, to fire Joe Biden, to fire some Democrats in November. 
Uh, and then speaking of, of the southern border, well, actually, I want to c- come back to the southern border uh, here in just a second and, and this invasion taking place and then the government spending fight. Apparently, there's another deadline right around the corner. But I, 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 th- I think this is related to especially to, to liberal Senator John Tester. So I, a lot of people saw the 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 story about that active duty Air Force uh, service member who lit himself on fire in a show of support for the Hamas terrorists, basically. Uh, and and I just when I see that video, I'm like, wow, somehow this guy was able to stay in our military. Somehow this guy got into our military despite his radical uh, uh, political ideology. But then I think about all of the patriots that that's that served multiple deployments for this country that John Tester and Joe Biden kicked to the curb despite their valiant service. And, and meanwhile, Republicans in our congressional delegation like you we're standing up for these patriots against all these these mandates and more. Well, you know, I, I think about that contrast you just mentioned. I think a guy like Tim Sheehy in Montana run for the U.S. Senate. You know, Tim Sheehy has Iranian shrapnel in his body. Tim Sheehy has been on 100 combat missions. Uh, the stories that Tim Sheehy has, what he's done here to protect us, to protect the homeland, these great patriots who've literally put their lives on the line, uh, it, it's such a contrast of that patriotism, that commitment to our country, and what we see at others, these crazy ideologies running around Washington, D.C. Uh, that's a tragic situation to think that we'd have a member of the U.S. military that would be supporting Hamas, supporting terrorists. Uh, that's that's something that a very very troubled soul, Aaron, um, and, and and you know sadly he took his own life. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that that's right. But it, it's just amazing to me. Yeah, you bring up Tim Sheehy and how they will attack patriots who serve this country in in just shameful ways. Uh, and it's just like all respect is gone. I mean, there, there used to be a time where didn't matter what your political party was, that we could at least have a mutual respect, especially when it comes to our veterans who had served our country. But I think part of that is that, you know, unlike the World War II days, we just, you know, there's not as high of a share of the of the of the of the population that are that are veterans who have served, who who understand that. And so um, back to the border, I know there's another government funding deadline right around the corner to Peter Ducey's point about the Democrats. I think I think they're on notice now that the American people are on your side or on our side, that we have got to secure our southern border uh first and foremost um do you think republicans finally have the leverage to force uh the to force this issue in a in a spending fight that's right around the corner once again you, you know i tell you, given that chuck schumer controls the united states senate that you lose a lot of leverage right there aaron what, what i'm concerned about is that we've got this broken border we've got a broken budget process you realize we're five months now into the fiscal year and can't pass a budget. You have to go back to 1997. Aaron, that's going back 27 years since the last time that Washington, D.C. has put together their budgets and got them passed before the beginning of the next fiscal year. 27 years straight now. It is very, very broken. I tell you what I think we should do, Aaron. I think you should shut down the pay of members of Congress. If the border's out of control, shut down the member of Members pay, shut down their travel, make members stay here until they get the budget right and get the border right. Because I think you got to put more pain 
and accountability on Congress. I've watched this place long enough, Aaron. It starts, the buck should stop on members of Congress, suspend their pay, suspend their travel. And guess what? A lot of things get fixed pretty fast. You know, you know seal the doors to the chamber. You know, you don't want to seal the borders? <laughs> seal the doors to the chambers. You guys are all going to yeah. sit here and work it out until you get it, get the job done and secure this country. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Senator, do you, do you got to run or do you want to join us for a few more minutes? I've got to... I, I do. I've got to jump in here. So I, I, uh, ha- if, a couple more things, but I've got to jump in here next meeting. Okay. Well, no worries. Well, it's great to catch up with you here and, uh, and yeah, and, and keep up the fight back there. Appreciate you joining us for, for a quick update this morning. Thanks, Darren. Always good to chat with you. All right. Good to chat with you. Uh, phone lines are open for you right after this, 406-294-0970. Or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. And then I do have the audio. I didn't get a chance to, to play it for you yet. But what Peter Ducey had to say about the the Biden border trip and, uh, and how this is an admission that they can't win without uh, doing something. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, our cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. Fox News commentary. Donald Trump sails to victory in South Carolina while Nikki Haley and her uniparty special interest war-loving donors vow to white-knuckle her candidacy until the end. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. New from the Fox News Podcast Network. I'm Emily Campagno, and this is the Fox True Crime Podcast. And I had nothing to do with her disappearance. I sit down with the people who lived the nightmares. I was in shock. I was just devastated. The investigators who tirelessly worked on the case. And I really hope that you can catch this guy. Bringing you closer to the story than you ever thought possible. Listen and follow now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. These are the stories that keep you up at night. Donald Trump won big in South Carolina, and that's not shocking. What is shocking is why Nikki Haley is still in the race, or I guess more accurately, why her donors are willing to waste tens of millions on her. The woman loses by double digits, and she keeps going, but that's not resiliency. That's a well-funded ego. What concerns me is, who is funding her? She keeps losing badly, and yet she's outraising Trump. She spent almost $11.5 million on ads in South Carolina in February, and that's over $10 million more than Trump. Last month, she raised almost $3 million more than Trump. She raises it, she spends it, she loses but she stays in the race. In South Carolina, despite losing to Trump, she still got about 300,000 votes. In November, will these people vote for Trump or will they vote for Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom? That's my question. I'm Tommy Lahren. Securing America. The Pentagon released an internal review Monday concerning Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's January hospitalization when no one, not even the president, was informed of the complete situation. Depending on Press Secretary Major General Pat Ryder. Primary focus of this review was where can we improve process-wise to ensure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. The review determined there was no ill intent to keep Austin's status secret and that his staff was hampered by issues including medical privacy laws. He also, again, did not direct anybody to keep his hospitalization secret. However, the decision to transfer power to Deputy Secretary Kathleen Hicks did not take place until Austin entered the critical care unit. The review made eight recommendations to be implemented to avoid the situation from repeating. Ryder says that implementation is already taking place. Recently, when the secretary went back to Walter Reed, uh, you saw those process improvements playing 6263.
Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. I do want to play at least a portion of what Peter Ducey had to say last night on with Hannity uh, talking about the Biden's border trip. Yeah, he's he's going to like the spot where there's no action. You know, look at me. I am in Afghanistan. And he's like taking the photo in front of the Ruby Tuesdays on the base. OK, I mean, you're in Afghanistan. I mean, I guess something that could still happen. But like you're not out on on the front lines, man. But whatever. You got your photo. That's what Biden's doing on the border now. But at least he's going, I guess. Uh, before we do that, though, let's get to Mike in Bozeman on the phone lines. Mike, what's going on? This morning in your conversation with Senator Daines in relation to the border, my mind went back 22 years to the horrific sight of jets running into the Twin Towers in New York and and uh, the, the dust hadn't even hardly settled and i was still feeling the shock of the of that entire event and within 10 days at the i don't think there's any more than two uh two weeks schumer and company were right back to what they had been before the uh that horrible event and the just the nasty filthy mouth, uh, cruel language that is a typified of a Democrat and humor in his kind and bring that forward to this day and age and what's going on in terms of the god-awful lying that's going in our faces over television about the border being secure as well as everything else and how it, how... Biden and company turned everything that Trump had gotten straightened out and, and secured, turned it all upside down, threw it in a septic tank, and then sit there and act like they really are something special. Mm-hmm. And they they uh, were pukers when 9-11 occurred, and now they're vomiters all over the place. And it How quickly they politicized everything. Yeah, because well, because there was a presidential election, and they didn't want George W. Bush to be a wartime commander in chief, so they had to start politicizing everything and undermining the war effort. Senator Max Baucus despicably was one of the worst, if you ask me. He voted to send us there. He voted to send us to Iraq, but then he started undermining the effort uh, once he could politicize it. Uh, it was yeah, it was shameful, absolutely shameful. Hey, well said, uh, uh, Mike. Sorry, we're short on time. Thanks for the phone call. All right, let's see, uh, Peter. Peter Ducey, let me share a little bit since I told you I'd play a little bit of this for you before we run out of time. Uh, Peter Ducey talking about a Biden's border trip. Uh, we did hear that over and over, and a lot's changed in the 14 or 15 months since I asked President Biden before he flew out to Arizona one day why he was going to a border state and not visiting the border, and he told me it was because there were more important things going on. Now, recently, you talk to people at the White House, you talk to people with the Biden campaign, they would list the number one issue in this election that is coming up as being the cost of living or the economy. But this trip seems to be an admission that they have realized they cannot win 
reelection without fixing what is happening at the border. And it, there is uh, a lot of talk among Democrats about how this is not a political issue. They got to get the politics out of it to fix it. But what we're going to see on Thursday, at least uh, probably from Trump and from Biden, um, but what we're going to see from President Biden is going to be very political. He is going to be talking about how it is on Republicans to get a little bit of urgency behind them and pass this bipartisan Senate deal. Yeah, what what a sham, what a joke. Uh, that bill would make things worse, would continue giving billions of your taxpayer dollars to these NGOs who are facilitating the human trafficking, who are facilitating the sex trafficking and the drug trafficking across our southern border. He wants to give them, and Tester wants to give them your money to continue to attack your country. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, with us here uh, right after the Fox News update. From Randy Watson to Scobie, Montana, and the illegal immigrant invasion on our southern border. Boy, we had a little fun on Friday's show, but we covered the big, important, serious topics as well. What are we going to cover in the week ahead? Man, who knows? Man, stuff is just so crazy anymore. It's, it's like we talked about with Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bee. Reality is crazier than the satire. Uh, Montana Talks, the show where you get to talk. We'll be taking your phone calls and more. You can catch us every Monday through Friday, statewide, 9 to 10, right here.